Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 114. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Here we are. That was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. So, right off the bat, you know what Real Talk is. Real Talk's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Um, there's a link somewhere in the description. <laughs> he started whispered. to talk I did. because I, I paused awkwardly. Um, but there's a link somewhere in the description of this podcast or web series called www.theremnant.life/realreal-talk. Yeah. Click it, go down to submit a question, give us a topic, question, thought, and we'll discuss it. And it's completely anonymous. Couldn't find you if we tried, and we've had some rude people. And we've, we've had tried some rudies. We couldn't find them. Did you say rudies? I said rudies. Just making sure I heard. Don't right. be a Rudy. If your name's Rudy, watch it. I'm sorry. Reminds me of a film, Rudy. Rudy you know, whenever people Rudy. used to tell me, Todd, you can be Rudy. I've said this before. Why would I want to be a guy that got in for two plays my entire career? <laughs> and they go, oh, right? <laughs> yeah, Todd, you could be Rudy. Rudy got in for two plays. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I it's that. cool that he never gave up. But anyway, I'm going to do my best this week, guys, <laughs> as we move to the new format to um, speak into the mic. Because you did a good job of this. Thank you. Uh, you know what we need? A tiny stand so I can just do this. Right so here. If you're forward. listening on the podcast... I've just raised the mic so I don't have to awkwardly hunch over like an ape, mm-hmm. um, which we could have used those two pieces of wood right there probably that are just sitting here for That's no true. reason. Cool little aesthetic, yeah. too. little wood piece. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a great show lined up for you guys today. We got some feedback and we've been asking as we continue. You know, we're 114 episodes in, man. We're, we are. We're trucking. We are, we are professionals. Uh, we wouldn't go that far, but. Hey. We're getting You're right. I suppose. <laughs> Uh, but we are trying, so yeah, we're we're pretty excited. Yeah, got man. a lot of topics, a lot of things to talk about. Um, I think today, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. I think we're going to bring up the beeves again. Absolutely, know, I'm so in. Uh, we'll kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, we've got some thoughts from a seminary professor that I think are pretty interesting. A new book that came out, uh, Christian, written to Christians primarily, mm-hmm. but it could be anyone. And uh, excited about that, to talk about that and give you my thoughts on that, because I sort of stumbled upon it today. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to hear about it. Yeah, man. And then I'm, I'm up in the air about the third topic, because I told you this pre, pre-taping, you know, pre-taping, fun turn, that I have this thing that I'm thinking will actually be a sermon, but I think it could be an interesting topic to discuss, but eh, I'm up in the air, so I'm just going to go with the flow with that. Okay. If I feel like I can bring it up, I will. I'm cool with that. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a go with the flow kind of guy. <laughs> hey. Hey, right. bibbly boo. That being said, <laughs> oh, also, we have some really good questions, actually. That's yeah, man. Thing. So we may do a little uh, mix up here today. We may answer some questions. We may talk about, we'll see how long our discussion goes. But yeah. I really do love, if you, if you sent questions in this week, I think, did we answer all the live ones from last week? This is the only one we didn't. We Are you sure, one. man? Because sometimes you get confused. Mm-hmm. And that was from, from, that was actually before live. Uh, You're hearing us discuss this live right. as we go. Um, I trust you. You know what? I trust you. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we do have some really good questions. Those that I'm actually excited about the questions. I sent them to you right before we went on. Yes, I got them right and, here. And um, I think they're pretty good, man. This oh, yeah. kind of gets back to the roots of what Real Talk was about. Amen. Uh, as far as what the types of questions they are. So I'm kind of excited. Mm-hmm. We enjoy the fun questions. Yeah, we're getting back you know, to the, the rawness. The, you know, the silly. We do and keep asking them. But we also enjoy these kinds that, or, you know, where someone is really having, having those real wrestlings with their faith. That's right, man. The real nitty-gritty real-life stuff. We like it. Nitty-gritty dirt band. That's right. Isn't that dirt, a country song? Dirt band. Nitty-bitty dirt band or something. 
What is a dirt band? Production, I think it's the name of the band. Production okay. guy Blake would know this if he were here because of his disgusting love of country. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm a, for those that love country, I'm sorry for offending you. I grew up on country. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, like that's all we listen to. My parents, you know, just country. That's, that's all, it. legitimately all we listen to. I remember as a child thinking, I want you to understand because you know, as a child, your your view of what's popular is controlled entirely by your parents. Mm-hmm. Like a little kid, I thought that the biggest song artist in the entire world, the most popular one in the world. I'm not kidding. And I only learned in high school as an adult that he was only like, you know, mid-range or whatever. Okay. I thought Hank Williams Jr. was the Elvis of the world. Really? Because that's all we listened Hank to. Hank Williams Jr. You know Hank Williams Jr., yeah. right? We did the Monday Night Football theme until that's they changed right, it. That's right, man. Old Hanky Williams. A good old yeah. bonfire and country greatness that it was that I hung out with for a long time. Did you guys so rock the did you guys rock the Hank Williams Jr.? Oh, they love Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> he's, he's practically They love Hank Williams Jr. Man, he's like the king. They're like, oh, we love him. That's what they call him. Man. His nickname was Bo Cephas. Yes. I am so I am familiar with him and and Hank Williams Sr. Like I'm familiar with him. I, like if you played a song I probably You're familiar with Hank Williams Sr. Like I, I, bet I probably heard could. There's a tear in my beer. I probably have. There's a tear in my beer. Yeah, I probably and heard I'm that. I'm crying for you, dear. And copyrighted. You. Oh, dang, you're right. You. I'm I tried to switch it. <laughs> that wasn't 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. That we was got, like five. Yeah, yeah, we got plenty of time. Anyway, that's the song. Uh huh. I don't know how we got on Hank Williams. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> so. Turning back to the real world, yeah. saw, although Hank Williams Jr. is an actual human being. I don't know why I said that. Oh, there was gravity. I'm sorry, my bad. When, when you went Eminem on it. I did. Yeah. Pastor Jim's watching. He doesn't like rap. Hey, rap's cool, Jim. You should get into it, man. It's good stuff. But I like that he's honest about it. Yeah, me but too. But he did. I did send him a Lecrae song. It's pretty cool, man. Who's Pastor Christian Jim? Rap. Christian he's a rap pastor friend of around. ours. Plays basketball this periodically. That's right, man. Good him guy. And his son. And, yeah, good guy. Genuinely. Mm-hmm. I said, I said <laughs> um, let us use a, a trailer last week. We really needed one. Came oh, man. Clutch. Absolutely came through in the clutch. And we still have his hitch. Mm-hmm. We call him 2-3. Accidentally stolen. Fun turn stole it, actually. Yeah. Turns out. And funny lo- story, by the way. <laughs> no, it's again. in my trunk. <laughs> funny, funny story about this whole This is a fun turn story. So the whole reason that him and Cowboy Kenny uh-huh. even had this hitch. Cowboy Kenny, man. Is... Oh, I'm telling this part. I can tell him he already wants to talk. He's like, where are you going with this, Todd? So they said that they couldn't get it off because it had a. they needed a large wrench. Okay. Turns out, when he comes up to me Sunday and he walks, he goes, hey, I got that hitch off. Turns out I was turning the thing the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> two guys, Cowboy Kenny, if he's watching, and him, were just turning it the wrong way. That was it. That was the only thing stopping him. Man. This also completely explains why it was so tight, because you have to imagine... You guys full, were wrenching oh, it. I was full torning this. I was... Torning is all I'm grunting in the parking <laughs> nice. lot, just pulling as hard as I can. I'm cramping in places I've never cramped before. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, man, I just can't get this th- to go at all. <laughs> and then Cowboys are like, yeah, me either, man. What's going on here? Because <laughs> so he's the one that called me. Yeah. Good old Jason, one of our maintenance guys, he comes out and he pulls it the opposite direction and then he goes... And it just kind of breaks off and turns around. Nothing broke, but like the seal that I had put so, on it so essentially the, at this point by pulling it so tight. He just turned it the other way and I went. So were huh. you guys just going righty tighty instead of lefty loosey? Basically. Yeah. Well, as nice. you know, Cowboy Kenny is is Mowgli from the Jungle Book. He doesn't understand tools and fire 
or any sort of modern thing. He's a pioneer. He literally, he literally brushes teeth with sticks. So, that's a fact. So the kid, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. He's like, what's a wrench? I just use my teeth in the wild. Yeah. So the kid's a savage. Oh, my gosh. Um, Spits on my hands. We'll get a good turn on it. Yeah. Oh, it's good Never. stuff. The thing, too, about him, since we're talking about Cowboy Kenny, those that don't know, Cowboy Kenny's another random guy that's sort of in and out on the production crew. A character, you might say. Mm. And uh, he he will never admit things that he doesn't know, mm-hmm. that he was never raised with. Like, for instance, doctor's offices, that he, he doesn't understand or doesn't like to take medicines, or he never took a medicine. Mm-hmm. They took some sort of, like, apparently he would drink, like, potions. Instead of medicine. <laughs> Potions. And uh, he won't he won't admit it till later that he's like, yeah, I have no idea what that was. You know, what's a what's a vaccine? You know, he didn't say that. But he <laughs> what's a vaccine? Anyway, he's probably never going to talk to us again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how's your week been, man? What uh, What's going on? What's, what's your thoughts on... You want to talk about Bieber, don't you? Oh, yeah, man. So yesterday, and then I'll let you kind of share your view of it because you, yeah. you went... Yesterday, I cleaned my car out, which for me, is a big day. Uh, <laughs> it smells good again. I'm very excited. And then, of course, this morning, it got blasted with grass because the guy mowing the lawn literally didn't care and just shot grass all over it. I'm nice. very angry. Um, anyway, that was just me frustrated. But I cleaned the car out. In the midst of it, <laughs> I put your headphones in, and I was uh, listening to music. Right? Yeah. And I had, you know, I have my Christian, uh, you know, I create my own my playlist on yeah. Spotify. Uh, Real Talk, by the way, is on Spotify, and I am also subscribed. But the thing is, I, I was like, eh, I've heard the same songs, you know? Right. So I went to Christian Release, like new Christian Release updated daily, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. Clicked it, and I hit, just hit the random play. Yeah. So it goes to one song, didn't like it. Next song is it pops up Justin Bieber's, I think we talked about this a few, like a month ago. Justin Bieber released an EP, is that what you call it? Yep. It only has, what, five or six songs on it? I think six. And... I thought, I saw it pop up, and I was like, you know, I'm going to listen to this, because I'd heard the one that he released first, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't remember the name, so I thought it was it. And I started listening, and I was like, immediately, I heard one line as I was going through about halfway, and I sent it to you, and I was like, dude, you need to listen to this. Oh, yeah. And interestingly enough, you ended up later, I didn't tell you anything else, sending me back the same lyric, which yep. I spoke to you. Oh, yeah. Um, so... We'll talk about this, because because here's the thing about this, guys. Those of you, I know, weirdly enough, we brought up Justin Bieber a lot the last couple weeks. Last week, we talked about his former pastor, Carl Lentz. Yep. Um, that's unintentional. But I think Justin Bieber is in, I think this is fascinating to me, because, and why we bring it up, and why it's so important for people to understand, is this guy is, he is on a journey right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to come out and say this. And then I'll kind of let you share your thoughts on it. Because you end up listening to the whole thing again. Oh, yeah. I love it. I believe this guy is our brother in Christ. Absolutely. I, I, I fully believe I'm he with is. you. And um, I have several reasons to, to, to believe that. Do I think he's perfect? No, but neither am I. Me either. But I believe this man is a Christian um, because the Bible tells me what a Christian, you know, he professes the name of Jesus. Amen. Not, not just God. So what were your thoughts as you listened to this or like, you know, what stuck out to you or because you ended up saying it ended up really impacting your entire day. Yeah, man, it was just it was cool. You know, I was, I was out, you know, on Mondays that, you know, Hannah and I, we try to go out and just Hannah's his girlfriend. Yeah, Hannah's my girlfriend. We try to uh, 
go out and just, it's kind of a date day. So we go, like we get food usually and we'll just kind of go do stuff. So we were shopping uh, and she was shopping, uh, looking for stuff for her kids for her class because she's, you know, about to be a teacher. And so, you know. Congrats. Yeah, <laughs> congrats. <laughs> um, and so you text me and you said, you know, you got to listen to this song. So I was like, all right, I'm going to look it up right now. And I was in the middle of uh, like TJ Maxx is jamming this song. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was reading the lyrics as it was going. I was like, man. First off, it's just super catchy. You know, I love... He's as, talented as, guy. as far as the EP in itself, even just musically, oh, man, it's so good. You know, you can get a little bit of everything out of it, whether it's you want some pop, you can get some pop in there. If you want something that's kind of more, like, slow and soulful, you know, that, that's more of, like, your, like, standard, like, traditional, like, traditional sort of style of, like, worship, I guess, it, you're going to get some of that, too. And uh, it's cool because I'm pretty sure every single song also has featuring artists on it, which is so cool, and they just do a great job as well. But the song uh, that... Is it We're In This Together? Uh, yes. Yeah. That was the first song you sent me, was is We're that's In This Together. Idea. And I actually, funny enough, I, I don't have I was pulling the lyrics up right now. I nice. want to see him. Yes. Yeah, so I was... So we were going <laughs> through, and this is, this, this is the same lyric that we both were kind of touched by, and it was... Uh, Let's see. It's, I've had everything in life that people strive for. Just ask the question, what are we alive for? And, man, that is just some truth, man. And then even after that, so this is the chorus, actually. Um, and then after that, he says, what what you believe. And actually, sorry, I skipped a line because that's, that's how I can't read. So you let me do read this it? again. I've had everything in life that people strive for. Just to ask the question, what are we alive for? What you believe and what you agree with. What would you die for? Is there a reason? What is the meaning? What do we cry for? And man, that is just, whew, yeah. that is deep, man. And like, that's, that's a dude that he's really thinking. Like, he's not just proclaiming to be a Christian and then just keeping it surface. Like, this guy, to me, even just based on this EP lyrically, and that's, that's just one part and one song. I mean, this guy drops so much truth in this whole EP. And, you know, to me, he's, this is a guy who's really wrestling through Christianity. 100%. And I think he's, I think the thing that's neat is, man, is that I think in his wrestling, the one thing he is he is clinging to is Jesus. Absolutely. And um, a couple other lines, you know, that he, he said, you know, I had to learn humility. I had to grow up and accept responsibility. Yeah. And he says, that wasn't easy. And this is powerful, guys. He goes, that this is the lyrics in the song. That wasn't easy because at 17, I had a millie. Women throwing themselves at me had me going silly. Oh, man. On the surface, I felt like the man, but deep inside, I felt deprived, just like an empty can. And then, again, I'm going to read this course, because I think it's that you brought up. It's so cool. I've had everything in life that people strive for. Okay? We all know this. He's famous. Money. Mm -hmm. Women. He just said it. That's right. Fame. And then, then we have these questions he brings out. He goes, just to ask the question, what are we alive for? What you believe and what you agree with, what would you die for? Is there a reason? What is the meaning? What do we cry for? Man, dude. And, uh, man, I just think... You know, and he, and he has some curse words in this song, okay? Yeah. So I, I'm going to warn you now. He says, I was doing stupid Shiite, okay? Mm -hmm. Not Shiite, but you get one. Yep. Poop. To get people to like me. All that to say, uh, I'm thankful that's not who I am, and I'm thankful God was with me when crap hit the fan. Because mm -hmm. he's the reason that I'm still standing, and even in a pandemic, God is still planning. Oh, man. Planning peace, planning joy, planning another day. Listen to this. Listen to this, guys. Gave up his life on the cross to wash... Our sins away. I mean, he, this guy, like, he's he's speaking the story of Jesus, man. Like, this is not just a guy who claims to be a Christian and then doesn't ever, like, speak the truth. Like, he is 
Yeah, man. That's what I mean. Like, like he's backing what his beliefs, which is so cool. Well, yeah, and the song ends with, you know, he prays. Uh, which is amazing. I but, love that. And I pray for one. And it, but here's the thing that's incredible. In the very end, the very last words of this song are, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. It's so freaking cool, dude. It's so incredible. You know, it's one thing to talk about God. We've said this yes. a lot. It, it's kind of hip and cool, right? You know, athletes, famous people. Um, They'll say, like, oh, the, the big man upstairs. or God. Thank, mm-hmm. I want to thank God for this opportunity. And that's cool, man. And some of them mean yeah. the God of the Bible. Yeah. But I think when you are willing to say the name Jesus. That's right. It's wild, man. Yep. And, uh, and, and, you know, I don't know if you want to share. So that's one thing that's cool. Absolutely. How it impacted your day, man. Dude, it just changed, like, it just changed my mood. It changed, like, you know, I, I texted you last night, and I was like, man, I just can't stop listening to CP. And I, I think I even told you, I was like, man, like, just gospel music, man. Like, it just, it's, it fires me up, man. Like, I felt, I felt reignited. And I was like, boo. It just kind of woke my spirit up. Really, that's what it felt like. Because you know, a lot of the time, we, you know, one thing if you guys have been longtime listeners, you know that we like to talk about, you know, life and how it, how easy it is to get caught up in the motions of your day to day. But that just took me completely out of my day to day, and I just felt so different than what I have in a while. It, like I said, it's like a, it was like a reawakening of my spirit, man. I could just feel the Holy Spirit inside Amen. of me again, and it was just it's beautiful. And you know, even on that topic, like. You know, I had a couple of quotable lyrics, even from other songs. Now, I encourage you guys, please go listen to this EP. It you have, is so you good. have them written down? Uh, no. A couple. Yeah. Oh yeah, what are they? Uh, you got, you got just from the people now. Yeah, just from the couple. So like one. So the first song on the, on the uh, EP is called "Freedom," and uh, the a quotable lyric I found here it says, "Big up to my brother, blessed sons and daughters. We all looking for the answers. We in search of living water." <laughs> Which once again, like, that's a guy who is he's in the he's in scripture. He has to be. Because, like... I mean, it's, he's preaching the gospel, right? Absolutely. I mean, at least parts of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the second song, which I, did, I didn't get past the second song, because I was... I think I must have gotten caught up with doing you something else. You mean lyrically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the second song is called All She Wrote. And here's, so here's some other ones. It says, We ain't got no time for second guessing. We can't save ourselves. We need a savior. We ain't make ourselves. We need a maker. Mm. <laughs> I, keep falling, I keep failing myself. I need something new. So I lay my life down. I give it all to you. With a capital mm. Y on the U, mm. which is just so awesome. And then also, thanks to all them Judas kisses, I got a master's in forgiveness. I don't need a jail system. I walk in conviction. I'd rather pray to God than pray for wishes. I'm supernatural, not superstitious. There's oh, a difference. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's a difference. Like relationship versus religion. That's a prison. <laughs> dude, I know, right? I'm like, I, oh, dude. There's just so, and that, like I said, that's just from the first two songs. Plus the third that we just talked about. That, that's funny, dude, because uh, you actually just told, reminded me of one of the other songs on here in the uh-huh. lyrics. That he, it's pretty interesting. So it's called "Afraid to Say." Mm-hmm. The context of this song is he's talking about cancel culture, believe it or not. Yes. And uh, he starts by saying, "I'm afraid to say the wrong thing, criticized from every angle, and I'm afraid to lay it on the line." And selfish, selfishly, I want to hold back. Do we get the room to make mistakes? Are we judged for everything we said? I want to grow, but I'm afraid. And will it always be the same? Does what I got to say even matter? Um, and he goes, is life about climbing up the ladder? And can we even see lives that are shattered? Because I'm really trying to silence the chatter. What have done? What have we done with society when everybody's getting canceled? And can't there be room for maturity? Because writing them off is not the answer. That's so good, man. And, 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 the idea, and I think this is so powerful. And where we're at today as a culture. Yes. Right? I want to grow, but I'm afraid. Yep. Meaning like... 
the con the way I read this is like he, uh, you know, it's, I want to say things. I want to, but I'm afraid. I want to preach in a way, but I'm going to get canceled. I have to be, you know, and we're all wrestling with that fear. It doesn't matter who you are as Christians. He yeah, says, well, we yeah. can't write it's people off. Time. God never writes us off. Even mm -hmm. in our dark days, even when we least deserve it, even when we're doing that stupid thing we wish we weren't doing, God never writes us off. He's mm -hmm. with us in our pain, with us in our struggles, with us in the bad choices. He's with us all the time. He never writes us off. Um, wow, man. He even mentions Psalms 139, 13 through 16. That's right. Yeah, that's how it closes. Yeah. Super cool. So I think, uh, you know, man, I, and it was funny. I talked to a young guy mm -hmm. uh, in our church, Jericho, and it's pretty cool, pretty fond of him. And uh, we were talking about, uh, he likes music. Pretty, pretty talented little rapper, actually. Yeah. Good singer, too. But I was talking, I was like, hey, man, kind of like you after I sent it to you. I was like, yeah, listen to this. And he was listening to it. And he goes, it was cool. And he goes, first thing he's, I go, this guy's like, Justin Bieber's a Christian. He goes, yeah, well, have you heard some of his songs, though? And I appreciate it because it's his, he's want us to fight for truth, right? That was the heart behind it. Like, mm -hmm. well, his songs aren't, he says things in his songs that don't make sense, right? Yeah. And I get it. And I do get it. And I said, you know what, man? I go, that's true. I go, but he talks about Jesus and he claims to be the name of Jesus. He claims the name of Jesus and we got to take him at his word. That doesn't mean he's perfected yet. That's right. Right? And it was cool because I think he was speaking in his naivety for what hinders a lot of adult Christians for wanting to believe that a celebrity is a Christian. Because when you're a celebrity, yes, it comes with fame, but all of your mistakes and your faults mm -hmm. are also... Um, put up for everyone to see. That's right. And so you think about how judgmental Christians are to each other in day-to-day -day life, right? We all talk about it. Yeah. Now magnify that. I think by however, you know, hundredfold, millionfold, we claim in Christianity all the time, we're like, oh, we want we want someone that is in culture that's standing up for Christianity and is bold, but yet, boy, we're quick to judge them and attack them and say they're not a believer. Yep. So it's it's just, it's... It's a strange thing that we do in Christian culture sometimes. We we want heroes, but we love to tear them down. You oh, know? oh, yeah. I think the only thing we love more, it's that old saying, than, than building heroes, tearing them down. And I think that's true in Christianity, too. You either die a hero or see your, live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Bad man. Bad man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it's, there's there's some relevancy to that, even in like what we were yeah. saying. Like, yeah. You know, it's weird. Sometimes I think it's our own, like, self, like, is it, well, I think a lot of, sometimes it can just be jealousy, you know, like, wanting to, like, we want that platform, and since we don't, as soon as someone that has that platform makes a mistake, we want to just jump them for it. Yeah, and it's just silly, so I don't think his heart was that, it was cool, because once you listen to the song, you could tell he was, um, like, okay, but he was, it was impacted, mm -hmm. but boy, I wish, I don't know, I think, to me, I find encouragement to me, that's my brother. I think I even told you that in text. I said, dude, this guy's our brother in Christ. You and I'm did. Gonna, I'm going to treat him that way, and I'm going to pray for him that way. And, um, you know, I think we all should. I think we should be thankful yes. that, that God is putting someone in the position that he's in. Um, just because he's famous doesn't mean he is perfected. It doesn't mean he's got it all together. That's right. He's a young guy, you know, growing. Yep but still bold enough to say the name of Jesus, man. That's a big deal. Absolutely. Do I think he's going to have failures? Yeah. Do I think he's going to have times when he's probably, you just said it in the song, he doesn't speak truth when he could? Yeah, man, probably. But what's speaking truth? Hmm. You know, How many people at work say, well, I can't talk about Jesus. Christians say, I can't talk about Jesus at work. They don't let me. But then you expect yep. him to be perfect in every interview. Yep. 
you know. It's so really know. good, man. I love that. That's convicting. If y'all hear that, that should be convicting to some of y'all. Guarantee it. It's good stuff, man. Um, yeah. So, yeah, shout out to the Beebs. Good stuff. Yeah. Love you, brother. Awesome EP. I think it's cool also, real quick, that he he released that like days after like he released his his other album like it was like called like justice or something oh i don't even know that's the yeah oh i get it i see and i get and i won't lie to you the other side of this is i hope he has people in his life that are challenging the stuff he's putting out mm -hmm. because for instance that song that he did release from that album that we just is it called peaches, peaches yeah it's pretty vulgar man it is and so it's like he he also doesn't get to escape you know, when you claim the name, you got to deal with the accountability that comes with that. Absolutely. So I can see the other side of what, you know, Jericho's speaking for a lot of us in Christianity. You know, I hope Justin Bieber's surrounded by pastors, uh, not just pastors, but Christians who are going to be brave enough mm -hmm. to challenge him and not just be afraid of losing their cash cow. <sighs> because if you don't think that he's got people that are riding his coattails, you know, you're crazy. Oh, Absolutely. You know, even in that song, you know, we talked about this. So some of the criticisms with Carl Lentz before all this was that he sort of seemed like he was latched on to Bieber, right, all the time and like being always there when there were time for pictures and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, you and I talked about this too. He's got another pastor. It sounds really cool, some of it. It's like spoken word. The guy's got a kingly voice too. Uh, his name's what, Judah? Judah Smith, I think. Yeah, Judah Smith. And he is the pastor of another kind of growing mega church in California. I think it's called Church Home. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're interesting. I never told you this. So I looked them up. You know what their sort of claim to fame is? Integrating technology and social media. Nice. As their, yeah. So, um, but, you know, my first thought was like, man, Lord, like, I hope this guy's the real deal. Yeah. And not just trying to increase his own fame by mm -hmm. using Justin Bieber again because not just for the world but because I, I care about Justin Bieber as a person and I'm sure it's hard to know who's out for your well-being and who's just using you sometimes oh it has to be hard man he said it in the song he said it exactly in the song I got a lot of kisses from Judas that's true so I have a very the forgiveness yep I don't know man I agree with you I think at the end of the day I mean he said it in that song so I hope that guy isn't just trying to ride his coattails because this is this there's there's more on the line right now than than just making money. Yeah. This is it's it, there's more on the line like that. That's that's growing a Christian. That's growing a brother in Christ. That's a whole another thing. Yeah, I really like that. I think you're right. He's a person. He's not just a pop star. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a human before a pop star. So Yeah. Keep praying for him if you're out there, man. He claimed the name. Let's pray for him and let's you know, certainly there's room for accountability. Um, but we're not in his life. Mm -hmm. personally so you, you know it's pretty difficult for us to <laughs> be the ones to do that Absolutely. so I think I agree with more you. so is we should pray like you said that the people in his life are not for lack of a better word using his word Judas is right mm. um, so yeah it's interesting stuff absolutely interesting stuff and uh, yeah and I guess that's a you know asking me about my week man that's probably been the highlight honestly that that moment man so cool and like I think that's, it's ignited me you know I feel very you know, even just even after, you know, just doing stuff, you know, with the rest of the day, it just felt so peaceful too, you know, and like everything just felt lighter, you know, and I think, so that's a good way to explain where I, how I feel, at least right now is, is lighter, you know, and like, 
you know, everything that we do, you know, in life, no matter what that is, whether that's work, whether that's, you know, what you do, your hobbies, relationships, you know, it's all, we make it so much heavier than it needs to be, I think. And I know that that can stem from hurt and that can stem from feeling the pressures of other people from their hurts, they're acting out of their hurts. But like at the end of the day, man, it doesn't have to be, it can be light. And I think that's why Jesus tells us that <laughs> his yoke is light. You know, and I think it's pretty amazing. So, so interestingly, kind of segueing to our, to our next topic here. Yeah. Is the last song afraid to say is kind of the perfect segue into uh, this guy that I stumbled upon. Okay. Um, who he is, a, he, he was a professor at Midwestern. Oh goodness. Midwestern Baptist seminary. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So let me make sure to get it right now. Midwestern uh, he, Baptist. He, his name is Dr. Owen, I'm going to say Strachan. I have no idea if that's pronounced. It's S-T-R-A-C-H-A-N. In case Strachan you ever, sounds right. Strachan or Strachan. And he's, he's the director, according to his, his Google Books thing, he's written some books. He's, uh, he's the director of the Center for Public Theology at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Okay. And uh, I just saw recently that he actually moved positions. He, he now is... Uh, I don't know where he's at. He's at a different... He j- literally just left to take a position oh, wow. at a different seminary. Released the uh, Strachan. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he also is a, m- a member of the Gospel Coalition, if you guys know that. It's a pretty solid, reformed theological group. Cool. If you don't know what reformed is, it probably really doesn't matter other than they want to go back to the Bible. Um, that's how I call it. Yeah. However, he wrote a book recently, and I think... His newest book is called Christianity and Wokeness. Mm-hmm. The subtitle being, so it's Christianity and Wokeness, How the Social Justice Movement is Hijacking the Gospel and the Way to Stop It. Man. So right away, uh, have, have not read it yet. <laughs> I am going to. So I'm going to be getting this on my Kindle today. Nice. Um, genuinely, because I'm curious at his thoughts. And it's interesting, I believe, tell me if I'm wrong here, guys. We've we've kind of discussed this before I knew this book existed. About yes. Oh, actually, we, oh we my just goodness, did. we, just, we did. just did this. I was going to say, we literally just On did. Real Talk, live. our unpopular, it was, live, right? it was, just last week, our unpopular opinion was, woke Christianity doesn't exist. So I feel Holy Spirit, man, because I wasn't looking for this. Long story, I found it. I just connected the dots. Nice. Um, so those that watched the live episode of Real Talk last Thursday, we sort of discussed this. But um, yeah, man, I, I, I love the idea. I love that there are people out there talking about this. How the social justice movement is hijacking the gospel and the ways to stop it. Mm-hmm. And uh, started reading through um, some of his quotes, his comments. Yeah. And uh, there's some pretty good stuff, man. And, and one of the ones I want to discuss today um, is sorry, I got a text from Case Norman listens here. I got a text from old Norman. Oh, nice. Right at this moment. So normally, so if you're listening to this later, remember, you text me right in the middle of the show. So if it takes a minute for me to respond, you know why. <laughs> Love it. So he says this. Like Christ the warrior king, there is no surrender to evil for the man of God. It's not an option. It's not a choice. It's a fate worse than persecution. For mm. Christian men, it's either... For Christian men, it's victory or death. Mm. And uh, I, I find this fascinating because it got me thinking. Yep. Thinking about, interestingly, I think it kind of ties with this idea of wokeness, right? Because what we tend to do is, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like what we're trying to do in Christianity is we're trying to connect with the culture, which is okay. But to the extent that 
I don't know. It kind of goes, but we're, we're trying to be peacemakers at the, ex, at the expense of truth. Yes. And I don't, I don't, this is convicting to me because let's just start with the idea of being canceled. You know, are there Christians out there? Are we as Christians so afraid of being canceled? Canceled is the idea. Some people are like, what's that mean, Todd? It's when you get attacked for speaking truth, right? Mm-hmm. Canceled and you, you, you get attacked, shut down, torn apart. Um, we've all been aware of that. And are we, we're, we're afraid of just that consequence. And then you start thinking about the early church fathers and the apostles and Jesus himself and every, even after the apostles. And they didn't just face job loss. They didn't mm-hmm. face financial repercussions or societal implications. I mean, repercussions, which they did face those. But they literally had, it was death. That's right. They had to face death, man. I, uh, I read a quote today or a story. I'm going to, oh man, I don't remember who it was. Sorry, guys, but it's interesting. This is a real person. He um, was someone who was speaking out probably in the 1600s, I believe, hmm. on the uh, against the, the at the time the Roman Catholic Church and what they're preaching and how what they were the religion they had kind of created at the time had gone against the the gospel. Yeah, and, you know that whole period, the Reformed period. Yeah, and he was getting burned at the stake, and a guy wrote up to him and said, "Hey, if you repent, recant what you said, we'll free you." And he said, I, I'm not going to do that. Um, and the guy said, well, I'm not going to pray for you then. And, you know, he goes, hell awaits you or something. And, and this martyr, this saint, for lack of a better word, said, we'll find out on judgment day whether or not I'm you know, oh. a believer. And then the guy said, well, I'm not going to pray for you. And as he was burning, the guy said back to him, well, I'm going to pray for you. And he died. Dang, man. And I guess what I'm trying to say is when you look at, you know, we look at those people and I want to talk to us today. Those of you that work, most of us work in a secular environment. Mm-hmm. Right? How many times are you quiet because you're afraid of not even losing your job? You're afraid of being thought of poorly. And we want to say we're sold out. And I think that that Dr. Owen's uh, quote here is pretty powerful. You know, as Christian men, there isn't an option of compromise. It's victory or it's death. That's right. Black and when white, it comes man. to the truth, it's victory or it's death. <laughs> so I don't know, man. That To me, that really struck me this morning. Yeah. And, I do just uh, slamming in the face with some truth. But, I mean, I think there's that implications for our life. You know, what are yeah. the areas in your life, our life, that you're, you're compromising? Mm, something It's... I love that. It's good to think about. You know, I think that this guy, man, it makes me wonder, you know, because you said he he just moved places, right? You said that. It makes you wonder, like, because he seems like he's pretty bold. That, that's a bold guy. It makes me wonder if he does face any sort of backlash, even at his places of work. Just Because we've, we've kind of had discussions like this before where we talk about, you know, even when people consider themselves Christians, when you when you give some bold truth, it can like because real truth is seems to be kind of you know it's not as uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it doesn't happen as much. It seems like like that like that like this here's truth. People can it it can be people take it bad. So it makes me wonder if 
because they're not used to it, right? They're like, oh, I'm not used to somebody speaking out like this. Makes you wonder how much backlash he faces. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he faces backlash. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. I think, I think that, again, I don't want to just throw things out and, and pretend to talk about them. I think that for me, when I read stuff like this, and I think for all of us in, in, that are listening as Christians, and even those that aren't, you know, those that aren't, you probably wonder and you think it looks like a game and sounds like a game because all it is is talk. Hmm. And a lot of times, I can't tell you how many times I sit around and think about would I would I die for this? Hmm. Um, you know, would I die for this? He had another quote that said that talked about he kind of he said right and wrong, and, he, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said right or wrong. Caesar has the right to shut down our places of worship. Caesar means standing for government, right? Mm-hmm. Caesar has the right to shut down our places of government. I mean, our places of worship. And the church has to just deal with it. He said, wrong. Right. If Caesar shuts down our places of worship, then we have a responsibility to follow Christ. He has no right to do that. Mm. And I look at what happened over the last year. And I look at the fact that, what did we say, 48% or maybe say, I don't even remember the statistics. higher. 48%, let's say, it's 40, it's a massive number of Christians stopped going to church. Mm-hmm. No longer go to places of worship at all. They didn't return. And I say, church with a capital C, did we fail? Did we sin? Did we choose cowardice and shut down and say, oh, we use the verse that says, follow the laws of the land, and we use that to justify our cowardice? When maybe the truth was we were to be, you know, we were to be different. And that was that should have been our hill, the hill that we were proverbially willing to die on. And uh, I don't know, man. You know, I th- it goes back to, we've talked about this a lot. I think in Christianity, a lot of you out there, I'm going to say you because maybe it'll get you mad. You use, quote, love to justify your lack of willingness, your unwillingness to stand for the truth when it has a cost. Hmm. And, uh, boy, I, I think it's convicting. I think we have to understand that we speak truth and love. But we don't just speak love. We speak truth in love. And, uh, you know, I'm, I do think this whole social reform, social justice, woke culture is diluting and weakening the gospel. And when you have something that is not the gospel, it loses its power to transform lives. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of Christians, Christians who either, A, are not true believers, they never actually met the Jesus of the Bible, but some sort of re- hippie, re- no, sorry for saying that, reformed justice, um, Jesus, mm-hmm. social justice warrior, and um, they, or B, two, whichever I said first, they are, because they're not actually, they're maybe saved, right? They, mm-hmm. they accepted Christ, but they're not seeing any, they're not seeing a vibrant faith because Christianity has always grown most in times of persecution. You can look at it historically. Would the gospel have spread to all corners of the earth if the apostles were not persecuted? Mm. Persecution, Christianity has flowered and flourished under the reign of persecution. And that sucks to hear, but that's reality. And so, you know, God and his, his mercy sometimes, we're given these opportunities to be tested before it comes down to the gun at our head or the stake we're being burned at. Yeah. 
And the question is, are we preparing ourselves to stand for truth when it hasn't cost at all? Because what happens then when they come to your door? And they say, what give you us do? your Bible, stop meeting. That's right, what do you do? It's already happened to a degree, right? When mm-hmm. we, we saw the video, the guy in Canada, and they came and, you know, his church, they have to meet in secret. His church has to meet in secret. Now, I don't know if you knew that. You remember that video we watched? Wow. Where they, they, he kicked them out, the police? Yep. Um, and he now had his church is meeting in secret because they've shut them down. So I don't know, man. Wow. Uh, Christianity. It's so funny how the Holy Spirit is. We, you put out a quote this week that I said in a sermon apparently at some point, but I remember <laughs> faintly saying, I don't know which one is from where it says, and I believe this, everybody wants the blessings Jesus promises, but nobody wants the cross he tells us to bear. And, uh, mm. There's a reason he brings that stuff up. So yes. I don't know. That, those are some of the things I've been pondering in my own faith. Yeah. Is sometimes I can get discouraged at the cost of just being, quote, hated. You know, you guys have been around. I get a lot of flack. Yeah. You know, and I don't think I'm as bold as I should be. <laughs> Truthfully, sometimes. So, yeah. It was, it, I'm thankful for, uh, you know, I don't know anything about Dr. Owen as a person, Strackham. You guys go check out the book if you want Christianity Wokeness, how social justice movement is hindering the gospel and how mm-hmm. to stop it, because I'm going to be reading it. But I think it's pretty cool that we talked about it last week. I wasn't looking for this. Like you said, dude, on it. Maybe Holy God's Spirit, doing something. Man. Yeah. <coughs> Ooh, so sorry, guys. Had to sneeze. You were a character from a book, man. Oh, man, that hurt, too. That was a painful one. Yeah, man. I don't know, dude. It's sometimes I get yelled at for talking a lot on this show from people, and then the times when I'm silent, nothing is said. Have we? Can we just? <laughs> can we just grab that for a second? So those of you out there that complain I talk too much on the show, you just saw what happens if I don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not attacking you. I'm just no. saying. I, there it goes again. More flack than I apparently hurts me, and I don't want to. I get throw a hissy fit. So. Right. No man, I love when you when you you just dive in, man. You got so you guys you have such good thoughts. You do too. And then it always gets it always gets me thinking. You know, you're you're a very you're you're a very thought provoking speaker. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I can tell you this: yeah. if that ever happens, it's only because I'm sharing with you the things that I'm trying to process and work through. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you know the Bible tells us. Um, to seek God says to seek him with all our heart, soul, and mind. And I think sometimes we 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 go heart and soul and we're like, ah, we don't need to think about our faith. That's so good. There's a reason why he says all of them. Yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. There is. You got something <laughs> I need some help today, brother. <laughs> Dr. Owens, or yeah. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the Me last either, man. name. Strackham, Strackham. Release the Strackham. Yeah, there you go. We, I can't speak English normally, so <laughs> let's not try hard words. Um, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot lately about this as well. I've seen little things here, there, that, and I, it's almost like I don't know. I've had this thought of just like, I wonder if God's trying to wake us back up. You had the cracks. We, we talked about this. You see the cracks in the walls of everybody during the uh, 
quarantine. You started to see that. It was very easy That's to a go good back point. to your old way. And then you see this now. People are either coming to know Christ or leaving and, and doing all this stuff. And then you have people starting to go, you want to know what? Maybe it is time to stand up. It's time to say something. We need to say something. Or even the idea that this is the perfect time. People want not only do they want a savior because everything is crazy right now and everything doesn't, it, it's no matter what they say about the vaccine, what they say about anything that's going on, whatever that is, but let's put that in the corner. It still is uncertain times right now. We can all agree on that. It doesn't, nothing is looking like it should. We were told in 2021, everything would go back to normal. It's nothing true. has gone back it's to true. normal and people are still worried. People, some people still aren't in work. Some don't want to go back to work, but the people who do, they still don't have work. And we have these problems, and now you're starting to see it. It's almost like God's like going, trying to get his church to wake up and go, it's time. It's time to move. Mm. You've got to move now. Yeah. I think you're right, man. You know, that's a really good point, too, about the, you just kind of woke me up again, no pun intended, of uh, that the abnormal is starting to become normal. And that is scary. Mm-hmm. I know that. Yeah, I know that it was odd to me that we had people um, that reached out to people that came to our church. We, I guess, we opened pretty early and stayed open. Mm-hmm. I didn't really realize that. Yeah, yeah, um, we, but we did, and, and I'm not bragging on that. What I'm trying to say this because is that it did end up giving people encouragement. You know, and I would I would say to other pastors out there, I, first of all. I have a lot to learn from other pastors, and I, I try to learn from them a lot. Even if they're not teaching me directly, I watch what they do and how they how they lead, and, and, and I'm just so thankful for those examples. That being said, I do think that it's pretty obvious that a lot of pastors were leading from that place early on, a lot of church leaders in general, of mm-hmm. true Christian love is, is shutting church down, you know, and all that stuff early on. I'm like, boy, I'll tell you what, like... I don't know. Yeah, that's so, rough. Here, here's a weird thought. Okay, you ready? Let's imagine for a moment that, Lord forbid, there was like a black plague that came back, a true mm-hmm. a disease that's, that's killing, Just killing people. 60%, yep. you know, whatever. And all of a sudden, would we literally, so are we saying we would just never have church again? We would never go out and preach the gospel. I mean, I mean, serious. I think in some way in this world, yeah. I think a lot of churches would just completely close down. I think people would stop going. Things. But, I think but, but is that right? Stops. And that's the I thing. Don't I don't right. even know if it's right, right? Like, the bottom line is there's a place where, like, are we saying we would literally even— This is going to be—okay, you ready for this? This just hit me. It's punched to the face. Are we saying that we're putting people's physical health over their eternal destinies? Meaning people that don't even know Jesus. Hmm. Because well, we can't. I can't go house to house and preach the gospel. I can't go on the street. We can't do that. People get sick. We're, well, yeah. they're already sick with sin, and they're gonna die, right? That's what we say we believe. So I don't know. Those kinds like, of things yeah, make me think. I like that you're just putting the their physical life in front of their their soul, and and and, and that's that. an extreme case. But right, I sure. Mean, but look what we did sense. over. You know, COVID is real, and those that lost people, I had a close a person I know that was on a ventilator. Yeah. Um, it was a big deal to me. person that made an impact in my life, so yeah. I'm not saying it's not real. However, let's just be factual. Statistically, you know, what did it end up being? I don't know the latest, 0. 0.06, yeah. 0. 0.02% of people die. Yeah, man, it's very, also, very also, small correct percentage. Me, correct and we shut our world down and shut the church down. Mm-hmm. Correct me if you don't think that this thought is right, but shouldn't that make you want to go all the more? Amen. 
Shouldn't right. that make you go all the more? If they're dying and they don't know Christ, exactly. what does it say? They're but, going. But we can't go in and tell them that on their deathbed. We can't go tell them the gospel. Mm-hmm. See, that's the stuff, man, that's crazy to me. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's... It, this all makes me think, and, and, and I'm telling you, I think sometimes... You've been, we just talked about this, I think, that we get a lot of flack. You said this right before we went air. Do you remember what you said? Like, it was about the, we were talking about finances yeah, at, at our church yeah. and how people are funny. And you, do you remember the statement you made? That's right. I said, like, any, um, like, we do think we're really open here. What he said, yes. he terrible memory. Oh, yeah. Yes. I essentially, <laughs> yes, I remember now. I essentially said, we do things so differently. And even in that, like, even in the, the way we do things different, people are still mad at us. If anything, they're more mad at us than other people. All the time. Right. You said we get flack all the time, even when we're more open. That's right. And I just thought that was an interesting comment because it's true. And the more, and it's from Christians. Yes. The majority of our hate that we get at this church, at this show, is from, is from Christians. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we get so many hate from other Christians that I forget that Jesus said the world's going to hate you. I'm not even kidding you. I'm like, wait, there's a no, there's more people? <laughs> you know, but this Second is where it gets wave. deep, too. Maybe those aren't the real church. Ooh. Capital C here. is the path. Yeah, man. I, it, a lot of this stuff gets me thinking about my... Guys, when I say this, everybody's like, Todd, all you do is criticizing and throwing stones and blah, blah, blah. No, man. I'm saying this because, first off, I ask myself... I have to ask myself, man, am I living that kind of faith where mm-hmm. I can sit and about to be burned alive and a guy looks at me and says, I'm going to hell and says he's not praying for me. And I have the love and, and confidence in the Lord to say, well, I'll be praying, praying for you. you as I die. Wow. Are you kidding me, man? Or a Paul, we talk about this all the time, you know, Paul's about to get is, is a prisoner and the guy's like, oh, you're trying to make me like you. And, and I have the guts to look at that guy and say, no, I want you to be just like me, except for these chains. No, man, let's be real. A lot of us out there, we want to talk the talk, but we're not willing to walk the walk. And that's why I think that quote from Dr. Owen, Strackham, is is so convicting, man. There shouldn't be compromise with the Christian man Mm. when it comes to truth, right? Mm. We will die on that hill, or we should. It's good, man. It's convicting. Something else you made me think of, Clint, actually, was, you know, did... I think what we're seeing with the pandemic, with COVID-19, when it, as relates to the church and Christians going to church in general, right, is we're finally seeing the truth of the statistics that came out that said what? It's gone down tremendously, but, you know, 70% of Americans say they're Christian. Bull. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. all yeah, it did yeah. was give you the excuse you, you needed to not do what God told you to do. Yep. Or this is not me throwing shade at the Catholic church, by the way. Sure. Um. David. But I've talked to a guy recently, and he said, well, I was confirmed Catholic at, like, age 13, and I go every once in a while to the big holidays, and comedians have a ton of jokes about that. But that is, that's why they call themselves Christians at the end of the day. They either get confirmed or something else happens in their lives, and then they don't actually read their Bibles. They don't actually go out. They don't practice it. They just go to church on Easter, Christmas, and all these holidays. Oh, yeah. that's enough. The big dates. It's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's enough if I just go on the holidays. It's enough if I was just confirmed. That means I'm a Christian. That means I'm going to heaven. I'm going to do the bare minimum so I can just get in. But why are you trying to just get in by getting singed? Uh-huh. 
Or, yeah, or and, and that's not even just a Catholic thing, man. Like, just substitute the the, the Protestant rituals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's the funny thing. Like, I, I'm glad you brought that up because you're 100% right. But I had this other thing I read the other day, okay? And it was talking about, and this is convicting too. It was talking about the idea, I don't remember where, but it's the idea of how Christians today okay. don't want to ever do the disciplines. Because they would rather, because they don't want to be labeled a fundamentalist. They don't want to be. So what I'm saying is, what are the disciplines? Okay. Prayer, go to church, read the Bible. Okay. So even us, we were like, Christians don't have to do that to be a Christian. We don't have to do these things. Mm -hmm. We don't have to do rituals. We don't, man, but okay, Jesus told us to take communion. Jesus told us to pray. Jesus told us to go to church. Jesus, I mean, there are things that that are quote rituals mm-hmm. that Jesus said have a purpose, but we don't do them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the other side of what you're saying. Um, but I think the same people that aren't willing to do them from the right heart are the same people that claim they don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't have nothing in my life has to look different. I get to look like everyone else and be a Christian. Well, that's not true. Exactly. It, this brings up the two things that come to uh, I, Well, the first one that's glaring at me, with that, th- that uh, what you just said is, last week we were talking about, uh, there was a question, I can't remember the exact phrasing of the, the uh, question, but it, it was something about, does the church burn out Christians or does the world? Oof. And I remember our, our friend Jane said, Both. I, or what? She said the church did, because I always expected it from the world. Oof. And I go, man, you want to know, the truth is, we're all judging. We're not willing to read our Bibles. We're not willing to do all those things. So you wonder why when somebody's doing all those things and they're getting, they're starting to feel that fire get up in them. They're, they're, the fire as is the passion. Mm-hmm. And they're starting getting rolling down the tracks. And they're like, man, I, this whole Jesus thing is insane. And they're getting excited. They're getting all these things. And then you have Joe Smo in the corner who thinks, oh, I don't got to do nothing. I can look just like I did before. I don't, I don't have to do a darn thing. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want. And he starts to judge her mm-hmm. and goes, why are you being so weird? Why are you reading your Bible? Why would you? Yo, you're a fundamentalist. Oh, you <laughs> yeah. You don't like these people. Oh, what, da, da, what's da, da, a fundamentalist? Da, da, da. Exactly. The actual term, like, I don't want to get into this too much um, of what the, the official term is. But think of it as a... Um, what you what people probably view as the old school Christian, okay, who is reading their Bible. Which, by the way, what's wrong with that? Bingo. Yeah, a yeah. lot of times the fundamentals has a negative term now because they're thinking of like, what's that church that always hates people and says like, gays are Westboro. Yeah, they 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 always think of Westboro as this mm-hmm. as like the picture of what a fundamentalist Christian is, which yeah, okay. clearly is not true. No. Right. So, no, um, and again, I, I I do think that the term has been hijacked to the point now that it means negativity, but okay. it shouldn't. I got you. Right? Like, and I think that's what exactly. Clint's even talking about. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was just thinking this, and this can end up being, a, you're inspiring me here. Um, but, and I've said this before, there's always a change in a person when they come to know Jesus, and they're going to look different. Mm-hmm. If, if you haven't changed at all from pre-Jesus, right? Pre-before. Yeah. If Todd that didn't know Jesus looks the exact, or if Todd that knows Jesus is a Christian, has put it, says he's a Christian now, looks the exact same. I'm not saying looks the exact same as pre-Jesus, Todd. There's a problem, and he may not have known. And 
if he doesn't look any different than the world, there's a problem. Yep. Because I'll tell you this, you can go all the way. Imagine Paul becomes a Christian and then goes out and starts killing Jews now, mm-hmm. practicing Jews. Because now he's still doing it. He's still murdering people, but now he's doing it for the cause. Or imagine, because <laughs> even Peter, right? Paul had to go to Peter. Peter started falling in his old, old ways again. And had to, you know, imagine Peter saying, I follow Jesus, but going back and still following all the old ritual laws. Of, That's right. You know, the point is there's always a change. And for some reason, we're, we're creating this. I don't know. We, we, it's almost like we take it as a badge of honor if we can look like everybody else. Yeah, man. We right? should. The cool Christian. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Christianity, as Christians, we should definitely not be blending in. So that's, it's, it's, it's a hard thing, man. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. It's almost yeah. like we don't want. You know, the truth is, I think it's Jesus told us we were going to be hated and we don't want that. We don't want to be. We don't want to be different because if we're different, then we're noticed. And if we're noticed, then we're going to get flack for it. And if we're going to get flack for it, then... Well, sure, because it brings attention. Exactly. And with attention comes comes good and bad. And we don't ever want to face the bad. Yeah. <clears throat> it's good stuff. Thank you guys for inspiring me. Those who listen, I hope, you know, hope it gets you thinking. Yeah, Thankful it's, for, uh, it's really good for Professor you know, Owen Strachan because that's a good thought. And really he certainly, he certainly uh, challenged me and convicted me. So... Uh, hey, we're going to answer a few questions. I know it's a bit of a long episode, but I think these are good. Mm-hmm. So question one I have here. If God is so loving and kind, why let hell exist? I never asked to exist, but now that I do, I either have to live by his rules or burn an eternal flame for the rest of eternity. In all honesty, I'd rather just turn back into the nothingness I was before. Very raw question. I love it. Uh, sorry you feel that way, for one. Um so why let hell exist? Um, I don't. God didn't want hell to exist. You know that that's the first thing I want to say. You know, God didn't want that for His people. Um, it, it's we've used an analogy before about what real love is, and I think in order to understand how much God loves us, we had to know what it was like to not have God. You mean the choice, right? <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. You know, you said good question. I applaud the... I'm thankful this person asked the question, but I, I'm going to make him mad. I think it's an arrogant question. Okay. I think you I think you don't realize your own arrogance. And, and here, listen to this. In all honesty, I'd rather just turn back into nothing as I was before. Then what? Then live by his rules. So let me, let me tell you, if I can't do what I want, then I'm going to take my... I'd rather take my ball and go home. That is the very essence of pride and arrogance, and we all have it, and I'm not shaming you. But you have to be able to see that, first and foremost, before I even answer your question, is you are literally saying, I would rather have my way and die. Yeah, like not exist, yeah. Which then follow God, which, by the way, is what hell is. He's going to give you your wish. Mm-hmm. If, if, this, if you don't know Jesus and you're asking, you'll get your wish. You'll get your wish to eventually return to nothingness because you will be destroyed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's reality. And yeah. I, I say that that's that's the blunt truth. But let me back up. I get the I'm going to say the heart behind it because because I do think it's a good question, the, especially the first one. Why let hell exist? What if I challenge your preconceived notion of what hell is? Hmm. God in his, you know, we always say this. If God is all if God exists, he's all good. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. We know that. Right. He would have to be to be God. Imagine the humility of allowing your children that you love to spit in your face, to tell you you don't exist, and tell you they don't want to be with you. 
C.S. Lewis put it this way. We either say to God, thy will be done, or God says to us, thy will be done. Mm-hmm. And that hell is God giving you what you claim you want. You want eternity away from him, then you have to deal with it. So for instance, imagine a fish that said, I want more than anything to live on land. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you sure? You can't, you're going to die. You don't breathe air. Yep. I want to live on land. Okay. And then they put you on land. Mm-hmm. And then you die, right? You die, yep. Hell is the complete absence of God. It is a place, um, you know, it is it is destruction. It is torment because that's what it is to be completely separated from God. So it's not about his rules. You're missing the point. The point is about your purpose. Mm. You know, you weren't made to live outside of a relationship with God. I mean, you weren't. Amen. So... Um, you know, I love. I, I know I started off a little hot in this, but I didn't. I wasn't mad. It was more to get you to think. Like you have to think mm-hmm. if you're being true and asking yourself. Ask yourself about the heart behind your question. The first part's great. Why let hell exist? That shows that you, man. I can't imagine hurting someone. That's easy to me for me to answer. That's God giving people what they want. Hell is just God giving people what they want at the end of the day. It just it, it's letting the fish live on land. It's being in a burning building and God says, I have a way out. And you saying, I don't want that way out. I'd rather stay in this burning building. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to hell. That's that's where we're all headed were it not for God's goodness and mercy to grab a hold of us and lead us out. Okay, He's just giving us what we want. It's no different than if I say, don't stick your finger in the light socket. You stick your finger in the light socket and then yell at me that you got electrocuted. You chose that. Mm-hmm. You don't get to, well, that's not fair. I don't want to do that. Okay. That's just like, I use a ton of analogies. You can say gravity isn't fair, but the reality is when you jump off a building, you're going to learn real quick. Gravity's real, whether you believe it or not. That's right. Because you're going to crash. This is reality. So in all honesty, I'd rather just turn back into nothing as I was before. God and his humility will give you that. I don't think you really want that. Hmm. Because a lot of what you think you want, and we all think we want, isn't what really brings us life and what we want. It's just fish trying to breathe yep. on land. Yep. Does that make sense? That I think we answered because the, there's two questions here. I love. By the way, I'm not. I think it's beautiful that you asked this question. It tells me you're thinking, um, and clearly you can tell that I, I'm probably talking to Todd before you knew Jesus because I probably thought the same things. Mm. So that's part of why I have an answer for this. <laughs> Do you think I answered the question that we answered the question? Uh, I think you did. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the Bible tells us that God doesn't wish anyone to be condemned, mm-hmm. but everyone would have life. Isn't that crazy? For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. The world is already condemned. That's right. Jesus comes to offer us a way out of that by our own choices. When you start putting, thing in, putting things in perspective of humanity, so for instance, the light socket, or I tell you, don't put that gun in your head and pull the trigger, you're going to die, and you do it anyway, and then complain and say that we sent you, like, uh, you killed me. Mm-hmm. Imagine you have a gun to your head, and I say, don't pull the trigger, you're going to die. You shoot and then, yourself yep. and then say, it's my fault that you died. Whew. You know what I mean? It's just an example. Right. Uh, it, yeah, you're right. God loves sense. you, and God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. And that's the, that's the hard truth. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Great question, by the way. Oh, yeah, seriousness. Love the question. Number two, we say God has a timing for everything, meaning that he has control. control. <laughs> I can't read today. You're like, we say God has timing. 
We say God has a timing for everything, meaning that he has control over what happens. But we also claim that we have our own free will. Aren't these two statements contradictory? How can these both be true? Great question. Mm. Um, Love your mind, whoever's, whoever sent this in. Um, let's see. Okay. So when we do say God has a time, he has timing for everything. Um, yes, God's timing is perfect. Uh, God is outside of our perception of everything. <laughs> including time. Yeah. Yes, including time. Um, so we do have our own free will. Here's the thing. They both exist within each other. Hmm. We do have free will. We have a choice to make, to do what we do. In those moments where, you know, you have the choice to either do something you're supposed to do or do something you're not, you do have that freedom to do it. But God already knows what you're going to do. They're, they're, it's hand in hand. They go together. Mm. Um, Good. So, you know, this is one of those things where that's a hard concept to grasp for our human minds because it seems impossible for something all-knowing to know everything about everybody, and he knows what's going to happen at all times. But he also created the universe. So we cannot... <laughs> that's a hard... That's hard to grasp. And so, you know, that's one of those things where it's just... It's outside of us. Um, and... I love that. Best way to put it is we tend to think, I love what you said. Uh, And actually, I'm going to say the same thing, just another way that has helped me think about it. We have a tendency to think that God is either Mm all-knowing, right? Or that God being all-knowing is contradictory to free will. Mm -hmm. That isn't true. God is sovereign. He is in control. Now, here's the crazy thing. He doesn't follow our rules, which is what you're saying. That's right. It's never been an issue for me to say that God can know what we're going to choose and not cause us to choose it. And I know it's, it, we, it's, it's hard for our finite minds to understand that infinite principle, but it's true, right? Yep. God can know what you're going to do, and that doesn't mean that he made you choose it. That's right. And, uh, you still chose it. Yeah. So we do. I 100% believe we have free will. Um, there, are, there are people out there that do not believe in free will that are Christians. Mm. That's just uh, I'm not one of them. Yep. Um, because then to me, it goes back to your first question about hell and talking about how, you know, in that case, that means people take the verse from Romans where it says some God has, God has made some for wrath and some not. And I think that's taking that even out of context. Mm. Um, we're all doomed to wrath, you know, without God. So, so for me, you know, we have to have free will. Um, and I think we do in order to even be able to choose him. That's right. right to even, choose if, even if it's him that chooses us first. Mm-hmm. So interesting stuff. Hopefully didn't make that more... Uh, Complicated. Yeah, I don't think it did. I think it was good. Nice. Uh, yeah, you want to go ahead and ask the last one there? Sure. Uh, what does biblical parenting look like? What does the Bible say about parenting? Bottom line, all the way from Deuteronomy, I think it's Deuteronomy chapter 6, it says essentially a parent's job is to teach their children the way of the Lord, mm. to teach them the ways of the Lord, and to show them how to be a God-fearing person. And that goes into also showing them what it looks like to be a godly husband and wife um mm. it's it's uh, you know giving them instruction that's the primary purpose that we see all the way um like i said in deuteronomy proverbs talks about you know spare the rod spoil the child that means discipline instruction guidance um, it's pointing them toward god um you know our primary purpose you know as parents is to instruct our children in the ways of the lord that's right and uh you know, that shows itself in a lot of different ways. Show them ways, Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. 
It also means getting them in church. You know, I'm a big proponent of that because I used to be so against it. Mm-hmm. I'm very transparent about that. I used to think, you don't have to go to church. That's just because I've been hurt, you know. Yep. But that's part of teaching them, too, and teaching the importance of it. And, you know, you can't save your kids. No. But what we want to do is make sure they have every opportunity um, to know who God is and to be taught the instructions of God, the Bible. That's and good, man. Does that I make like sense? That. Yep. You think that's... Absolutely. Especially yeah. the last part you said, like, you can't save them. Mm-hmm. But you can show them Christ to the best of your ability. Yeah, I'm trying and to that's think all of, you can do. So, uh, Proverbs 13, 24 is the one that said, He who spares the rod spoils his son mm-hmm. or his child. Right. Um, discipline must be balanced with love. In fact, I'm, I believe it's Colossians. That's a good point. You know, he says, uh, Colossians 3, 21, it talks about the idea that, you know, don't, don't raise your kids with so much discipline that there is no love in there, essentially. Right. In fact, I want to read the actual verse before I get jumped. <laughs> Colossians uh, 3.21. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. And that just means you don't want to hammer them to the point that they that they turn away from you or get you know discouraged or beat down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how did Jesus interact with us? We should do that with our children. Good man, all in love. Sorry for the rambling today. No, I just dude, got excited. It was, it was such show. a good episode. I love today. You, you know, very thought provoking. I loved it. Yep. Hey, God loves you guys. Love him back. Oof. I love that. Hey, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, like, share, comment. Uh, if you're on YouTube or Rumble, hey, give us a Rumble. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. If you haven't already, hit that little notification knob so you can know. Hey, when we hit the bell, you'll know when we uh, when we post a video. So, Is that the YouTube one? Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. Smash that like and subscribe button. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Fun turn, you got anything? Please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you can give a review on, as long as it is a good review. Your bad reviews, <laughs> you can keep them. Yeah. You can keep them to yourself in a journal or do. <laughs> good reviews, let yeah. us know good things that you like about the show. Yeah, please even don't if ever feel even this. even if you want to tell us you like PB and J sandwiches. I'm so down. I love PB&J sandwiches, too. Me, too. Give us five-star reviews. It really helps us out on the business end. It really also helps us get it out there for more people to hear good shows like this and, and to really just touch people's ears. So, Amen. Thanks, brother. Hashtag social media needs it. Let's do it. Appreciate you both. Guys, I joke with AJ. I love him. He's got a great mind. Uh, and I, if anything, I push him to, to uh, share that with you guys. So <laughs> earlier, I, you, I love you, dude. I love, love your you mind. Too, I think you're smart. Thank you. And I think you always get me thinking. So that's why we have this, because I enjoy talking to you. Just a really excuse to hang out with you guys and talk. Um, <laughs> we have, we really do have these discussions all yeah, the time. Man. In fact, just today we had to stop because we were talking That's before right. the show about this stuff. So we could do it for the show. That's yeah. right. So, yeah, you heard everything. Appreciate you guys so much. Hey, that link is active 24 7 365 slash real dash talk. Boom. Oh, there was something else I was going to say. I don't remember what it was. Oh, hey, this this Thursday. This join Thursday. us for Real Talk Live, where we will have a guest, a good friend of ours, our bas- ours, there's my Southern, ours, our basketball buddy. Uh, his name is Luke. Luke. Luke will be joining us for Real Talk Live uh, from another sunny. church in the community. Um, great guy. I think it'll be a really cool opportunity to show that it doesn't matter if we meet in different buildings, that we're all on the same team. Amen. Um, love the guy. I know you love him. I love we appreciate Luke. him. So we're excited to, to hang out with him. So you'll want to come and, and get a different... Uh, I can tell you right now, the guy's got a lot of great thoughts. In fact, mm-hmm. I'll leave you with this little nugget that he, he said a few weeks ago um, that still sticks with me. I'm going to make him talk about it. Merciless mercy. I'm going to make him talk about Merciless it. Merciless mercy. So come learn about that. 
Other than that, we love you guys. Please like, share, all that beautiful stuff. Like Funturn said, the more engagement we get, the more people we reach. Boom. Hope you have a great day, great night, great week, and truly God bless you.